Friday, July 6th. Having a conversation concerning today's headlines and real-life challenges. I'm Tom Lamprey, along with Pastor Harry Reeder. Stay with us as we apply a biblical worldview with gospel solutions to put the issues of today in perspective. Harry, today I'd like to talk about leadership. I'd like to take you to a blog written by Chris Bolander. Chris is a military air defense professional, retired Marine, and he's also a screenplay writer. He makes the point that Marines have a certain qualification that perhaps is unique with just Marines. He kind of brings this phenomenon, which many of us have noted it, is that this particular administration under President Trump has had a penchant to reach into the military for leadership to bring those leaders from military into the positions of civil leadership or governmental leadership. Immediately, there's a concern, well, is that the military taking over? I think it's something else that's happening, and that's this. We all know that leadership is crucial. If you look at the Word of God from a Christian world and life view, whenever God decides to do something, He first raises up a leader. He frames a leader, forms a leader, develops the leader, and then the leader is used. The leader is always imperfect, and almost always the Lord surrounds him with another leader because of the plurality of leadership, which is crucial in and of itself. In the church, where there are elders, plural, and if you're sick, let him call for the elders, presbyters, plural, of the church, because with every man's strength, you get his weaknesses, which it means you need a plurality of leaders, but you need leadership. And so here is our present president reaching into the military in general, but by the way, into the Marine Corps very specifically, which is what this article highlights. You've got General Mattis. He's the Secretary of Defense. You've got General Dunford the head of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. You've got General Kelly. He is the Chief of Staff in the White House. And they're all Marines. And then you look at it in society. Someone recently did an article about how many corporations now look to the military. They try to find these junior officers that are retiring at 20 years of service and bring them into their corporation and groom them for leadership. I think there's a couple of reasons why. One, it's how the military in general, and by the way, the Marine Corps in particular, I remember the day I went down to fill out the papers to volunteer in February of 1969. I remember my dad's stories being in the Marine Corps. Tom, there's always been something about the Marine Corps experience, not only how they develop their Marines, but also how they develop their leaders. I think it is also comparable in the other branches of the service as well, which is why the military has become this fishing pool for leadership in our society. Other places don't develop leaders. I don't look into the world of academics. I don't find leaders there. In fact, I find very frightened people recently. In fact, you and I are thinking about doing a program on this. Alan Dershowitz, when the academic elite get together at Martha's Vineyard, they won't have him there because he had made an argument from the Constitution which is what he is, a constitutional lawyer. He had made an argument that defended President Trump's actions, making it clear he wasn't defending President Trump. He was arguing about the Constitution. Well, now he's not allowed because they just can't handle that around him. Anybody that can't handle someone who makes a defense of the Constitution that I can't answer tells me that person's not much of a person. A, they can't learn, and B, they can't handle somebody that can persuade them or someone that instructs them. 
So I don't look to the academic world for leadership. I don't look to the media for leadership. Where do you look for leadership? Well, if you'll go to the colleges, they have jettisoned ethics in the MBA programs. Corporate world doesn't go to the place where they ought to be getting their corporate leaders from the MBA program because they're not turning out leaders with any principles. Where do they go? They go to the military. Harry, is it safe to say the opposite end of a strong biblical leader is someone who says, I'm a victim? One of the things you're looking for is without arrogance or self-importance, you're looking for someone who is not a victim in life, but who knows how to lead others to victory in life. And I think that's why we're seeing this phenomena is the military is the place that's happening. And the Marine Corps, they do some very pointed things. As this guy points out, you never see a Marine when he goes into a hotel having his bags carried by anybody. He carries his own bags. And by the way, he'll carry the bags for other people. He also notes they always eat last. They never eat first. They always eat last. Is there a biblical principle here that Jesus in his leadership training used when he told his disciples, if you're going to be first, they wanted to know, do we get the seat of honor? He said, listen, if you want to be first, you're last. If you want to be the leader of all, then you are the servant of all. By the way, here's something else. Who trains leaders in the Marine Corps? Go to Quantico and look at the sergeants training the future leaders. Tom, I even had an experience in that as I did a commissioning ceremony for a second lieutenant in our church, and there with him was a gunny sergeant, and I took the liberty, even though I was there to give a biblical perspective and to pray for his installation, I said, if you don't mind just a little personal word here, I said, I'm looking forward to how the Lord is going to use your leadership, and I'll tell you one of the first things the Lord would have me to tell you, you get fastened to that gunny sergeant over there and listen to him. He's one of the most important people in your life. And that's what Marines do. They develop a relationship from their own training forward with enlisted men. And the enlisted men are engaged in their training. And the other thing is this, they are expected to learn. You don't just learn from people who have ranks higher than you. You learn from people who have ranks lower than you. That's part of what it means to be trained. You're a learner, and you learn 360 degrees. But I've got another proposal, Tom. It's in my book, Leadership Dynamic, that's being republished in October. 3D Leadership would be available. And that book is simply this. The church should become a leadership factory, defining, developing, and deploying leaders in every sphere of society that we would be the ones that people would look to. Again, the John Newtons who would produce the William Wilberforces, the great Presbyterian pastor Dr. Phineas Gurley and Dr. James Smith who influenced and developed and led to Christ Abraham Lincoln. There are so many examples of when the church has developed leaders for every sphere of society, the family, the government, and business, who operate from a Christian world in life view and bring biblical principles to bear in all of life. Tom, I think this article has highlighted something that's very important. A, there will always be a need for leadership. B, instinctively, society will start moving toward those institutions that produce leaders that benefit society. C, the places where they go will be places where they teach leadership that is principled, ethically driven, that is other-concerned, not self-promoting, And that shows a conduct in life that has courage married to humility, that has conviction married to compassion. 
That's what we're looking for, is those two threads of strength and courage. Joshua, be strong and courageous. And the other thread, sensitivity and compassion. Of course, the leader of all from my Christian world and life view is my Savior. And I love the moment in the book of Revelation when John is utterly in despair, for there's no one who is worthy to open the seals of the book. And then a voice from heaven says, weep no more. There is one who is worthy. And John looked and he saw the lion of Judah standing as a lamb that was slain. There's our great king. There is the picture of leadership. Lion-like in life and lamb-like in heart. There is the lamb who had given himself, yet he's standing strong and courageous, the victor over sin, death, hell, and the grave. And he can make you a victor and he can make you a leader in your home, in your marriage, in your church, and in society. But first, fix your eyes on him. See him with his leadership as he goes to the cross, counting it all joy to lay down his life that we might have victory and lay down his life in victory as he comes forth from the grave, victorious, our great Savior and Lord. Come to him and watch what he does to make you like him. As we close out for today and this week, let me remind you it's easy to subscribe to Today in Perspective. On your smartphone or your tablet, simply go to your iTunes icon, type in Today in Perspective with Harry Reader. Each and every weekday will automatically download to your podcast icon a new edition of Today in Perspective. A great way to never miss an edition of Today in Perspective, a great way to stay in touch. Well, thanks for being with us today and this week. Have a wonderful weekend. Be sure and join God's people in the worship of our Heavenly Father on Sunday, then stop by again on Monday for a conversation and a biblical worldview application as we put the issues of today in perspective.